Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 102 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from October 22nd, 2015, titled, Automakers and Car Dealers Should Survey Customers Who Don't Buy and Other Car Buying Reflections. Now, the world, and especially the web, is full of surveys. Tell us how we're doing. Your satisfaction is important to us. I think we see this so often, it's easy to become numb to it in our Yelpified world. Now, it's definitely a first world problem, as they say, but I've been shopping for a new car over the past couple of months, and I finally bought something. I, I won't disclose what I bought, but it's replacing a 2004 Saab 9.3 that I've had for 11 years now. And the car shopping and buying experience has its frustrations. You know, that's nothing new. Now, I test, uh, test drove cars from six major brands from around the world. Uh, some salespeople were incredibly helpful and knowledgeable, while a few knew less about the vehicles than I did after doing just a bit of web research. And, and you think about their websites. One automaker um, has had their 2016 models in dealer showrooms for three months, yet their website still only allows you to configure and price the 2015s. It really makes me wonder uh, you know, why, why people uh, don't pay attention to this or why they're trying to uh, apparently clear out the 2015s and uh, really limit you from buying a newer 2016 model. And there's a few other things I'll uh, talk about here in the post. One, the lack of follow-up equals losing a sale. Um, so for me, after the test driving, it came down really to a final decision between two brands, two vehicles. I had done the test drives and decided on features, so I asked each salesperson at each dealer to give me a final quote that I could use to make my decision. You know, to think which car and, and should I buy or should I lease? Now, the salesperson at Brand A didn't follow up with me for three days with the price. You know, I called a few times and he was always too busy with another customer or with some sort of internal dealership meeting. You know, I was leaning toward Brand B, but the lack of follow-up and the lack of effort by the salesperson of brand A to even try to close the sale was frustrating. You know, had I really decided on brand A uh, as the car I wanted, I would have gone to a different dealership or uh, a different salesperson after that experience. Uh, he spent a lot of time when I, I gave you know, very clear signals I was ready to buy. He, he couldn't be bothered um, to follow up, which really surprised me. The next issue is uh, the question of the uh, what you want versus what they have. You know, car buying in 2015, it's still a game of finding the best match for what you want rather than the dealers being able to give you exactly what you want. Now, ordering a car from the factory is one way to get exactly what you want. I've done that before, the first time I bought a new car in 1995. Uh, but ordering from the factory still generally requires you as a customer to wait eight or even 12 weeks. And next time I buy a car, I will definitely do that. The reasons for not planning ahead or not being willing to wait this time are, are complicated, and, and it has to do with being in the process of moving still from San Antonio to uh, Fort Worth. And, and so anyway, I wanted to buy a car that was an inventory in a dealer lot. Now, when I worked for Dell Computer back in 1999 and 2000, we were famous then, the company was, for the idea that you could order one computer or 1,000 computers, and we could deliver them to you in five days, all custom built. It was all build to order. Now, a desktop PC, it was far easier to build than a modern car, but automakers, uh, particularly GM and Saturn, 
which was part of GM, came and visited our factory in Austin, Texas, as the automakers dreamed about the build-to-order car that could be delivered in five days. And it seems like none of them are anywhere close to this. You know, it, it took only about three minutes to assemble a PC and a few hours to build, burn in the software at Dell. A new car takes maybe two days to flow through the assembly plant. And so it makes you wonder, why does it take eight weeks of lead time to get you a custom-built car, even in an era of lean manufacturing and, and trying to reduce lead times? I'm guessing the automakers don't do it because, frankly, they don't have to. Many car buyers will consider the trade-offs and choose something that's close enough on the dealer lot instead of waiting for a special order. Now, the salesperson at Brand B, the car I ended up buying, he knew his dealership didn't have exactly what I wanted. You know, My choice, as he framed it, came down to I could get my first choice colors of the exterior-interior combination, but without some of the modern driving safety features that I wanted as an option. Or I could get my second choice of colors, but with the safety features I wanted. Now, both the, the, the dealers for Brand A and Brand B told me that the dealers decided what to order for their inventory based on what was popular last year, the colors and the features. So I think, oh, well, you know, they're, they're ordering, uh, they're driving, if you will, using the rear view mirror. You know, what happens when auto technology and features are changing and coming fast, especially some of these new safety features? You know, the dealers are going to be stuck trying to sell last year's technology on this year's models instead of getting better at explaining and selling that new technology to the customers. The next issue, um, not having what I wanted equals losing a sale. The brand B salesperson told me that he could try to get my ideal vehicle transferred from a sister dealership within their corporate family, their network of dealers. Well, I then found the car that was a better match or really an exact match at a competing dealer across town, not part of their family. I asked the first dealer about that transfer. You know, he had put time into helping me test drive and research the vehicle over a couple of months, but his instinct or maybe his instruction was to push what they had in inventory rather than taking more steps to get me what I wanted as a customer. So I decided on brand B based on the merits of the vehicles and, and the price. And I went to the competing dealer across town and you know, I, they, they got one of their easiest sales ever because I basically just walked in and said, I found you've got the car I want online. I'd like to buy it, you know, and so it was easy for them. And, you know, I felt bad that the other dealer lost the sale. But, you know, the, the, the dealer I bought from said, well, it goes both ways, where sometimes they help a customer a lot and the customer ends up buying from the competing dealer because they had the inventory they wanted. So, again, we've got this problem of not being able to match supply to demand. Now, the final point on the surveys. When I was going through the final paperwork at the second dealership from Brand B, the one, the, the one I bought the car from, the salesperson gave me a little talk about the importance of their customer surveys. You know, he asked really nicely for me to give them a positive score. And I've blogged about this before, the dynamic of begging for scores instead of just providing service that would make the customer want to give a top score. So you can Read, you can find a link to that or read this article at leanblog.org slash audio 102. The salesperson told me he gets an incentive of an extra $200 per car if his survey scores are above an average of 3.65 out of 4. 
And that seems real. That sounds a lot like an arbitrary target. And um, at least when I wrote the post, it's been about a week. I haven't gotten the survey yet. Uh, it eventually did come uh, via email and I filled it out. Now, it's hard for me to judge the second dealer, and that's who I'm going to be surveyed about, because they only really helped me with the final stages of the buying process. That The salesperson and the dealer um, here would probably lose a few points in my mind for not knowing the vehicle really well. As the salesperson was walking me through some features as part of the delivery process, he claimed that the onboard communication system that helps provide some safety or you can make phone calls through your car. He said it had satellite calling. He said it made satellite phone calls, which uh, could be useful if my regular cell phone was out of range. Well, that's, that's just wildly incorrect. The car does not have satellite phone built in. It's built on 4G LTE cellular calling, just like my iPhone. Um, so it's, it's kind of embarrassing, I think, that they don't know their product um, I think salespeople need to know their product. So did I ding them a little bit on the survey for that? Yeah. Um, I gave specific feedback that they need to know the features of the car better. Um, you know, it was generally a good experience. So I guess, you know, I, I did give them generally a good score. Um, I, I'm not convinced, though, that giving a non-perfect score would really improve anything. But it got me thinking. Final point here. There are two dealerships, one from brand A and one from brand B, that I spent a lot of time with over the past couple of months, multiple visits. They have my name and my contact info. By this point, they know or maybe even or just suspect that I didn't buy a car from them. Now, if the auto industry really cared about improving quality and customer satisfaction, not just their scores, but really improving, I think they would survey the people who did not buy a car. You know, ask them, why didn't you buy from us? Tell us about your experience. What could we have done better? How could we have gotten your business? But no, you know, it seems like they're apparently more interested in playing games, setting arbitrary targets, and incentivizing their salespeople instead of making sure they really understand the cars that they're selling and that they have the cars that customers really want to buy. And you know, oh, should we return your phone calls when you're ready to buy? Yeah. Oh, you didn't buy because we order based on what was popular last year? Hmm. I wonder if there's a dealership that follows uh, what MIT professor Zainab Tan calls the good job strategy. Maybe I'll try to use a dealership like that in the future, and I'll plan ahead and order exactly what I want.